You are listening to Bullet Points with Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello, and welcome to Bullet Points, a podcast brought to you by Women Against Gun Violence, where we update you on the hottest topics in the landscape of the gun violence prevention movement in 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, Alec Foster, and today I would like to talk to you about the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, a first step towards common sense gun reform, which President Joe Biden recently signed into law on June 25th. As advocates of gun violence prevention and gun reform in this troubled country, which just celebrated another year of quote-unquote freedom, We have been clamoring for decades for our federal government to take legislative action against the gun violence epidemic. Mass shootings have grown more and more prevalent by the year, and as a country it is almost as if we have become accustomed to innocent lives being gunned down with regularity. The news of the latest shooting is no longer a surprise, but never fails to be heartbreaking. It has become a cycle. We hear the details of the latest shooting. We're outraged and devastated. We demand change and action from our politicians. Thoughts and prayers are disingenuously doled out. The conservative right deflects to their normal talking points of hardening schools, good guy with a gun myths, Second Amendment rights, and whatever other political jargon they can drum up as their flavor of the month and we prepare for the next shooting tragedy to happen and repeat the cycle. Well, this time, in the aftermath of one of the more deadly shootings in this nation's history, where 19 elementary school students and two adults were murdered in Uvalde, Texas, it felt increasingly more so like we as a country had failed our children, and legislation unquestionably had to be put in place to mitigate that especially with this massacre coming not even two weeks in the aftermath of the shooting of black patrons in a Buffalo supermarket. Something had to be done. And finally, for the first time in three decades, we have a new federal gun reform law, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. The legislation is not quite as all-encompassing as what many progressives and those in favor of stricter gun laws might have hoped for, but it is a step in the right direction. So let us dive a little deeper into what this piece of legislation will seek to accomplish with its stipulations and what it means for the gun violence prevention movement. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act will provide $750 million in support for crisis intervention orders, protections for victims of domestic violence, a clarified definition of federally licensed firearm dealer, an enhanced review process for those under 21 years of age who seek to purchase a firearm, penalties for straw purchasing, which will allow law enforcement and prosecutors to crack down more on gun traffickers, $250 million for community-based violence prevention initiatives, 
hundreds of millions in investment in children and family mental health services and billions in increased funding for schools, mental health, training, safety programs, and more. There is some trepidation as to whether this legislation will be effective in reducing the amount of gun violence in the country. And a lot of that has to do with the onus being put on the ATF, which regulates the firearm industry, and the FBI, which operates the background check system, and whether state and local law enforcement agencies will cooperate with the new regulations. And along with these concerns, this piece of legislation still does not include universal background checks. This is an issue that has long been discussed as quote-unquote 90% of, of the country being in agreement with there being universal background checks. But still, a provision we have yet to make law in this country. The law also does not ban assault weapons or high-capacity magazines, another glaring issue. And in order to overcome the Senate's 60-vote filibuster rule, the Democrats made significant concessions with this legislation. One of these concessions was surrounding the boyfriend loophole, where a person convicted of a domestic violence crime in a dating relationship will have their gun rights restored in five years, and it will not be retroactive, so it will only apply to those convicted of domestic violence after this law has been signed. This essentially will leave dating partners susceptible to armed and historically violent partners. And the enhanced background check system for individuals under 21 will potentially prevent guns from getting in the hands of dangerous individuals, but it will be up to state law enforcement agencies to participate in the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. So clearly there is more legislative work to be done. And while the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is a small but surely welcomed step towards more comprehensive gun legislation at the federal level, we as a country were quickly reminded why this singular step in the right direction is not enough. On this July 4th holiday, a day where Americans across the country are theoretically supposed to be gleefully celebrating the anniversary of our nation's independence, a 21-year-old gunman in Highland Park, Illinois, murdered seven innocent individuals, and injured several dozen more. People of all ages were gathered for a 4th of July parade, as they would annually do to celebrate the holiday with their friends and family. This was the first one since before the pandemic. Patrons were enjoying themselves as normal, when suddenly about 15 minutes in, more than 70 rounds of gunfire rang off. Several videos surfaced in the media and social media of the harrowing incident from various angles. And from one angle that I was able to see, the parade goers initially sat there and were unaware what was going on as shots began to ring off. Joyous summer celebration turned to immediate panic and chaos once it was realized that the sounds were not from celebratory fireworks but were rounds of ammunition being fired at innocent bystanders. And people began to frantically run for their lives. What started off as a fun holiday outing for all ended in a terrible tragedy filled with lifelong trauma for all of those surviving parade goers, as well as for the city of Highland Park, 
and most tragically, it resulted in the loss of innocent lives and grief being suffered by the loved ones of the victims. The six identified victims were Catherine Goldstein, 64, of Highland Park, Irina McCarthy, 35, of Highland Park, Kevin McCarthy, 37, of Highland Park, Jacqueline Sundheim, 63, of Highland Park, Stephen Strauss, 88, of Highland Park, Nicholas Toledo Zaragoza, 78, of Morelos, Mexico, and a seventh yet-to-be-identified individual passed away at the hospital. These were all human beings whose lives were cut short. Not just numbers or data points to accumulate on our country's long list of casualties at the hands of firearms. These are people whose families and friends will forever mourn their tragic and untimely deaths. Unsurprisingly, the firearm used in this mass murdering spree was a gun with the same likeness as an AR-15, a weapon of war that should not be allowed to be sold to any civilian. The gun was purchased legally by a 21-year-old murderer in a nearby region, as Highland Park actually has a ban on assault-style rifles. And this demonstrates how assault rifle bans need to be sweeping across all cities and states so that civilians cannot just easily drive across city or state lines to access these weapons. We cannot continue to maintain the status quo as it relates to gun violence. We must use this new legislation as a launch pad for more expansive gun laws. We are reminded daily in this country why laws need to change to further protect the safety of our communities and our country at large. According to the Gun Violence Archive, the shooting in Highland Park on July 4th was the ninth mass shooting in that weekend alone. Seven were shot in Texas, six were shot in North Carolina, six were shot in Virginia, five were shot in Chicago, four were shot in New York, South Carolina, and Washington and Virginia. And as of July 6th, the Gun Violence Archive has recorded that there have been 322 total mass shootings across the country this year. I feel like I'm sure many of you feel when you speak out against gun violence that I sound like a broken record, but I'll say it again. This is not normal. Mass shootings and the prolific nature of gun violence are a uniquely American issue that we have become far too accustomed to tolerating. We deserve the right to feel safe in our daily lives going from place to place to take care of our daily needs or gathering with our fellow Americans for a day of celebration. And as long as common sense gun reform is met with more fierce resistance than support, we will not be afforded that right. That is why it is so important that we become single-issue voters and prioritize voting for representatives who have made the issue of gun violence and gun reform a priority for their campaigns for office and or have a track record of passing and fighting for gun legislation. And that once we have succeeded in voting these representatives in, we hold them accountable to the promises they have made to make meaningful changes on this front. We cannot afford to let politicians 
and power off the hook any longer, because it quite literally is the difference between life and death for all of us. Let us continue to fight for our freedom to live peacefully in this country. Thank you for your continued unwavering support of Women Against Gun Violence. If you have not already, please sign up for our action alerts at wagv.org. Follow us on social media, on Instagram at Twitter at WAGV and on TikTok at WAGVORG. And if you have any questions or topics you would like to address, please be sure to email us at WAGV at WAGV.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next month. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at WAGV.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.